0: Okay, hello, welcome back. The reason why I wanted to cut off uh, part four and make this part five of this whole series is because I realized I was already going over 10 minutes in the last one and I really want to keep these recordings to 10 minutes at at the minimum. This last recording is about working smart with your marketing, okay? So I'm going to break down how I did hold down the fort for season seven. It was a completely different approach than I have done in all the past six seasons. And it's gonna save you a lot of time and stress and energy. It's gonna just, it's still hard work, okay? It's still hard work. It's not easy. It'll just be easier, okay? It'll be easier and you will have more clarity and direction And purpose, a sense of purpose when, if you decide to do it this way or something like it. So, the last tip I'll give is when you work on marketing is to create everything in bulk, do things in phases. So, the first phase, as I mentioned in the last recording, is that for the first six months after season six ended, I spent, I I invested that time in just figuring out the direction of the next season. Okay, so there's that. So, once I figured it out, and once we established our partnership with the Rosie Network, The next phase is I spent like a good month conducting pre-interviews. The reason why I did pre-interviews is because it was my way to connect with the guests and also pitch my idea to them, pitch my idea and my plan for season seven. And as I pitched the idea, it actually helped me like formulate my idea even better. So that's another reason too, is like the pre-interview is actually a brainstorming session between you and your guest. So I did that as the next phase after like, knowing the direction I wanted to take the show. So then after the pre-interview phase, you move into the interview phase. And I pretty much tried to interview everyone all at once, not in the same day. Some days I did two or three interviews, which was a lot. Three interviews is a lot, by the way. I recommend two interviews on one day. <laughs> three interviews is a lot. I, I'm just telling you now. and I, And I've done more. I've done more. But if you're doing I think back when I was contracted for another podcast show to do interviews, I do remember doing like six 30 minute interviews back to back and it was a lot. But if you're going to do an hour long segment like I had done, two interviews max is ideal. That's what I recommend. Two a day or two, two within a day. Otherwise, one a day is fine, because then you're able to give your undivided attention to the guest and all that stuff. But yeah, so from the pre-interviews, once I got the majority of that done, because you're not going to get it all, it really depends on people's schedule, it might filter into or it might trickle into while you're actually conducting interviews, and that's okay. But in general, you want to do the bulk of your pre-interviews first, and then Once you got the majority of that done, you do the bulk of your interviews, okay? So then now you have a good portion of your content, or you've gathered a lot of content, okay? And then that's when, at least for me, that's when I started to send it off to my editor, shout out to Dennis, He's not editing the show, by the way. So if you notice that this sound, my audio quality has been pretty bad for season seven. (laughs) So I'm not going to say that this is any better or any worse. But the point is that I'm actually editing. I'm actually editing this this five-part series for you, not Dennis. So this is my time to play with my programs because again, the last thing I'll probably get into is hiring virtual assistants, which I, which I guess I can get into in the next recording, virtual assistants. I need to write this down so I remember to address this in my final recording, VAs. Okay. So anyway, so after the pre-interview, I do the interviews and then from there, I start getting the raw files edited. I send them over to my editor, Dennis. Um, Of course, if you do not get an editor right away, this is your opportunity to use Descript. Hello, Descript. That program I told you about, I think two episodes ago. Descript is a great program for podcast editing, especially for new podcasters and, and established podcasters. It's just great. I'm not going to get into the technical stuff about it. I just recommend that you go to their help center, you reach out to the customer support, you watch all their videos. There's a lot of self-education here unless of course you hire a virtual assistant, which I will talk about in the next episode. And you can actually whether you hire someone or you do it yourself, Descript is a great place to start editing. So like after you do the bulk of your the bulk of your interviews, that's when you get into what I call post-production phase. So post-production. So that's a combination of creating the podcast episodes that's starting to create the marketing content. Remember how to chop it up, like chop up your episodes. And then of course, like getting it ready to be published, which by the way, if you're looking for a web hosting service for your podcast show, I do recommend, and you want to start off free. I, the best web hosting service that I got started on is anchor.fm, which is owned by Spotify now, I believe. I haven't looked it up, so you'll have to check yourself. But anchor.fm, which is meaningful for our Navy sailors here. I know not so much for the Army, so sorry, guys. But yeah, anchor.fm is a free web hosting service, at least from the last time I checked, to create your website on or your podcast on. If you end up getting trigger happy like me and you start more than one podcast show, I highly recommend Captivate captivate.fm captivate.fm and here you're able to host a number of podcast shows they even offer a like a private podcast for your paid podcast subscribers so if you want your podcast listeners to upgrade and get behind the scenes stuff they offer that as well it's really cool so anyway where was I going with that because it's almost 10 minutes here I didn't realize I was going to be talking this much. Oh, yeah. So creating everything, like I said, doing everything in phases. So the post-production phase is all the things that I pretty much talked to you about in the first couple of episodes here. And then, of course, scheduling all that content. And then the last phase is the marketing phase. It's a marketing and online engagement. If you use Metricool, if you schedule everything out in advance, it's great because then you can just focus on making sure that whatever gets scheduled out looks good <laughs> don't just set it and forget it don't do that like i, I highly recommend to not do that you want to check make sure your content is getting published and the cool thing with Metricool is that it'll tell you it'll say hey this th- your facebook post didn't publish repost it like it'll actually tell you so it's really helpful on that end and Metricool actually previews, like it shows you a preview of what your content will look like before it does go out. So it's su- like, again, it's super helpful in so many ways. You can do it all in one place. And that's pretty much it. There's the content creation. And then, and so th- that's like a general overview of what the phases look like. So as a recap, you have the the brainstorming phase, which for me, it took six months. Okay. So there's no specific time frame for these. It really just depends on how much time you need and the time you need is the time you need. It took me six months. Okay. So then took me six months to finally figure out a partnership with the Rosie network made sense. And then the next phase is pre-interviews. The next phase is interviews. Next phase is post-production and scheduling content and then the final phase is marketing and engagement that also includes newsletters which is a conversation for another time so there you have it if you are looking to start a podcast show i highly recommend to do things in bulk it'll seem it'll seem daunting and mundane after a while to do like the same thing over and over again for an entire month for example but i promise you it's just going to make your life so much easier and with that said if you are looking to actually delegate most of this or as your show starts to grow and you start to grow tired of doing all of this, that's when virtual assistants come in and which I will talk about more in the final recording. Who knows? I, I keep saying that this is going to be the final part. so we'll get to that. We'll find out. We'll find out in the next recording if this is the final part of this series. okay? All right, talk to you later. Okay. Talk to you next episode. Bye.